Trauma to Testimony encompasses the proclamation of the truth and narratives of believers who have endured trauma and shook up their pain and purposely walk daily in their victories, giving God their yes. We are standing and affirming Revelation 12, 11 on this podcast. Listen, the surrender, the resurrection, overcoming trauma, the becoming better, the inner work you have to do, all heavy. Join me each week as we dissect the walk of faith we take as Christian women who have endured some of life's pain and struggles. We will dive into having the hard conversations to grow a deeper relationship with God. This right here is from my girls who have endured trauma but have a lot of Jesus. Welcome back to the Trauma to Testimony podcast. This is your girl, Tony, and I am so excited to be here with you for another week to get into this reconciliation series. It's been unfolding as we go, and the Lord is just always dropping so many just downloads and revelation and so many things that's just getting uncovered with this series. If you have listened to last week's episode, we did a deep dive into... Um, The beginning of Joseph's story when Joseph began to have dreams, um, have his dreams and when he told his brothers and how his brothers threw him in the pit and how he was sold into slavery by his brothers, the ones who were supposed to love him um and be there for him but we related that to you know just our walk and our story being for God's glory especially when we've been traumatized and we feel like we've been wronged in life and just walking out that and just knowing that um, our story is for God's glory so today we are going to be doing a deep dive into an episode that we're going to call a series of unfortunate events and the reason why we're going to call this episode that is because a lot of the times when we go through things and you know we have a dream just like Joseph like we may all see the vision and and see the you know, the destiny that God has for us, we may see that, okay, we're going to one day come out of this unfortunate circumstance. We're going to one day go into something else. But what happens when we're having a series of unfortunate events? What happens when we're in therapy from healing from a series of unfortunate events what happens when we're doing our best to show up and talk to God and heal and and, and mend our broken hearts from a series of unfortunate events because a lot of the times things happen to us but it's not the things that we choose to happen to us like come on like if we had the opportunity to choose our life circumstances I'm sure not many people would choose traumatic events and not many people would choose painful events. Not many people would choose the abuse and molestation and rape and like many people wouldn't choose that. Um, I'm sure not even many. I think no one would choose that um, because who who would want to choose the pain? Uh, we would probably choose the more pleasurable events. We would choose to live in abundance and joy and all the different things that's the opposite of what we have been through. But sometimes 
unfortunate events happen. And that is exactly what happened with Joseph. In Genesis 39, we see that, you know, Potiphar, Potiphar's, oh Lord, <laughs> Potiphar's <laughs> wife, um, you know, became lustful for Joseph because he was a young man. He was very handsome and everything. And she became lustful for him. And, you know, she tried to come on to Joseph. And Joseph um, was like, you know, no, because Potiphar has given me this this honorable position. You know, I'm literally under him. You know, Joseph was saying, you know, I'm ruler. Like it, it doesn't even matter. Like it's it's all right. You know, I I don't even want to mess mess that mess up that or even touch that. And you know, she continued to pursue him. And, you know, there was an instance where she pursued him and he got, he tried to get away. Well, he did get away, but he ended up leaving his cloak. So him leaving um, his cloak, that just left her because with a story, like she was able to say, well, you know what, you know, he came in, you know, and tried to rape me and do all of this. And now he had that on his head. So Potiphar got angry and he got thrown in jail. But the most important part that you'll see, and I'm going to read this passage, this passage of Genesis, this part of Genesis 39 to you. So you can know that even in the series of unfortunate events, God is still there. Genesis 20 through 23. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in prison, and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with, with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. So right there we see that even though it was an unfortunate um, event, or it was something that, you know, you know, Joseph was lied on, you know, he did nothing wrong. But then the scene that was made, made him to look like he did something. And a lot of the times, you know, maybe this is a part of your story. Maybe you have encountered something where, you know, the truth wasn't there and there was so, so much that took place that you just wish that everybody knew the story differently. You wish that things could have played out differently or, you know, hoping for just a a different story. And I too have been there many times, but the reminder I really want you to get at this moment is that the Lord is with you. So even with Joseph being in prison, 
even, you know, with all the accusation and everything, it, you know, in the world, it looked crazy. It looks like, wow, you know, he's in jail. He's thrown in jail. He done did this to Potiphar's wife. Oh my God, look at him. But all the time, even him being in the place, the worst place where most people would not want to go, God was still there. God was with him every step of the way. And I want to remind you that God is with you every step of the way. God is with you through the hard times. God is with you through um, the times where it feels like, you know, you're in confinement, that, you know, you're trying to get better and you're trying to have things, you know, work together. You know, you want it to feel like it's working together for the good because it is always working together for your good. You want it to feel that way. You want to feel the glory. Um, you want to, to feel the peace. You want to feel the goodness of the Lord. Like you want to feel these things in your life. You want to feel those things. But sometimes we are in our seasons and we go through, especially when you're post-trauma and you're overcoming things and you're trying to heal. And it feels like, you know, you're in this long jail sentence trying to trying to get over things. You're in this long jail sentence trying to heal. You you know, you feel like you've been wrong. You feel like you've been given all of these charges in life um, based upon what happened to you. That, you know, even in that situation, the Lord is with you. The Lord is close, close to the brokenhearted. The Lord is, it will never leave you and forsake you. These are some truths that you have to start taking on with you so that you can remember that, you know, I know it may feel this way and I know it may seem this way, but I'm going to call it what it is. I'm going to call it that God is here with me. I'm going to call it that I'm not alone. I'm going to call it. I'm going to have to call it out until I start believing it. Because sometimes when we've been through some things, believing is harder for us. Trust is harder for us. Surrender is harder for us. It's harder because you've been through some things that have made you put up the walls. You've been through some accusations like this, like Literally, Potiphar's wife lied. Like he had, like Joseph had not already been through a lot being sold into slavery by his brothers. Let's go. Look, I'm, I'm telling you, like a series of unfortunate events. And imagine even um, still being in his jail cell, God was still with him. God was still using him because we're about to talk about that in a minute. God was still using him in this jail cell. God was still saying, you know what? I still love you. I'm still sending this comfort of protection here for you. I know what it looks like, but I'm still here with you. I want you to remember in this sense that I'm, I'm putting you over things because I'm still fulfilling the promise. Okay, so that's the thing. The promise was always that Joseph um, would rule, okay? He would rule. Now, that's the dream he's seen, okay? So God was putting him in position Okay, even even under Potiphar, he was putting him in position. Even when it came to being in a prison, he was over the prison, basically. Okay, God was giving him the comfort of his promise. Like, let me tell you, I'm, I'm going to show you that you're going to always get to this promise because here it goes again that you're here. I'm showing you the prerequisite to a promise. I'm showing you that in this... It's a prerequisite. 
that I, God is positioning Joseph in all of these in all of these places to rule. He's p- positioning him, and and sometimes we can't see it. We can't see the promise being um, shown to us as a sense of comfort because we feel like we're going through so much in our healing because we feel like our story is so heavy and there's so much brokenness and I can't even focus on it. And that's why it's important to have a relationship with God. It's important to make sure that you are reading God's word, that you are really having intimacy with God, because then you will come to know and see that God is with you. You know, things won't be able to distract you like when um, the enemy can play on your emotions and your feelings because maybe you are not letting something go. Maybe you are not trying to reconcile things. Maybe it's taking you a long time to overcome things. And that's why it's so important to make sure that you are in relationship with God. The unfortunate event where Joseph was lied on, could have had him say, you know what? I don't care about being over things in this prison. I don't care about doing anything else. The unfortunate event could have been the heaviness that stopped him from believing in God. Because a lot of us, let's let's be honest, the trust, the surrender, the obedience with God is sometimes struggled by trauma survivors because of what we have been through. It's kind of shaky ground with believing in God to do a thing and, and do a miracle in us and do a miracle in our story and deliver us from things that happen to us. Okay, yes, it's, it's, it's a struggle. It's hard because we have been through things. But still, Joseph still was obedient to what God was telling him to do because God gave him positioning to remind him of the promise. And, and I just want to speak to you today. God is giving you positioning to remind you of the promise. Regardless, I know it might seem like an unfortunate event. Your circumstances may not be the things that God had, that you have seen and envisioned and God has put in your spirit, but God is positioning you at this very moment for the promises he has for you. You just got to wake up and you got to see it. You got to feel um, the goodness of the Lord, that means that you're going to have to pray a little bit harder and a little bit more. You're going to have to believe God just a little bit more. And when I say that is that you just going to have to hold on to everything you have. That mustard seed of faith, baby, you're going to have to really hold on to it so that you can know that God is God. Like you're going to have to really, maybe you're going to really have to be still in this season. Although you want to make a um, decision to do this and do that because that decision um, is a result of your trauma. You used to making those decisions. Let's be honest because we, sometimes we choose safety because we don't believe God is our safe place, but God is our safe place. So now we have to start training ourselves up for the promise. We have to start saying, okay, you know what? God is positioning me. So I'm going to go ahead and take position because Joseph was, was overseeing the prison. Joseph was sitting there um, taking care of everything that went on in the prison. That was, that was training ground for him to be a ruler in Egypt. Come on, training ground. 
So you may think the little place where God has you right now, you may think it is not, it's not um, substantial, or you may think that it doesn't, it doesn't um, count as worthy, but God is preparing you up. God is preparing you up. Okay. Because nothing in this life is by mistake. Nothing is in in this life is by mistake, okay? All things work together for the good of the Lord. So even the things that come, like Potiphar's wife lying on Joseph, it happened. Whatever happened in your story that was unfortunate, it happened. But guess what God is doing? God is going to turn it for your good. God is going to turn it for your good. A girl like me did not think with all the brokenness, all the pain, all the the trauma flashbacks, I'm I'm just being honest with you. All the um the unworthiness, the parts of my story, my relationship, um, my strange relationship with my mom, the strange relationships I've had with different mother figures. As I grow. As I sit with God, as I spend time with God, as I keep living life, I notice that the unfortunate events God is using for his glory. And I notice that a lot of the times we don't want to own our story because we think that letting it go and forgetting about it and suppressing it is the very thing that is going to make it, you know, feel better. But no, taking up that story <laughs> and taking it up and bearing your cross, that is going to be the thing that's going to make it feel better. Because once you start to accept this is my story, God's going to start sending the help that you need. God's going to start telling you things to do. God's going to give you instruction to feel better. Because I could remember when I started say, you know, saying, God, this is my story. And at the time I was driving an hour and 30 minutes away to a, um, to a job. And I could remember every morning. I was, that's when I would spend my quiet time with God and I cried to work. And sometimes I did the same thing crying um, from work on that one hour and 30 minute drive. And I can remember at that time, God was, was showing me all this, all these things I was suppressing, all of this trauma and pain I wasn't trying to face. And God was showing me and telling me that, you know what? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. And on those car rides, I talked about it. I cried about it. I screamed out. I said, God, I don't understand. I don't get it. Why do why does this person seem like they get to get away with it? Why what are they doing about their actions? But God continued to remind me that he wanted my heart. It wasn't about anybody else in our relationship. That he needed my heart. He needed my heart. He needed my heart. And, and this speaks volumes to someone that God needs your heart. 
God just wants your heart. God wants you to talk to him about everything that took place. And God understands that it is unfortunate events. Unfortunate events. But God is still with you. 